arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. I have my black coffee all ready to go. We're going to start right in with our first segment, which is on this day in history. So it's October 15th. Happy October 15th. And way back in 1581, on this day, there was a ballet commissioned by Catherine de Medici, the ballet was a Ballet Comique de la Reine, and uh, it was staged in Paris, which makes sense because it was in French. In 1816, Lord Byron views the love letters of Lucretia Borgia and poet Pietro Bembo in Milan and declares them the prettiest love letters in the world. On this day in 1886, Modeste Migorsky's musical fantasy Night on Bald Mountain premieres in St. Petersburg, Russia. In 1905, Claude Debussy's symphonic sketch Le Mer premieres in Paris, and you're going to start to see a theme here. A lot happened on this day in Paris. In 1924, André Baton publishes his Surrealist Manifesto in Paris. In 1925, uh, William Leandre's opera Beatrice premieres at the ha- Hague, pardon me, at the Hague, not in Paris. And in 1926, Philip Berry's play White Wings premieres in New York City. On this day in 1937, Ernest Hemingway's novel To Have and Have Not is published. And in 1938 on this day, Robert Sherwood's Abe Lincoln in Illinois premieres in New York City. The Great Dictator, a satirical social commentary filmed by and starring Charlie Chaplin, was released in 1940. And on this day in 1951, I Love Lucy, starring Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, debuts in CBS. In 1952, Charlotte's Web by E.B. White and illustrated by Garth Williams is published by Harper and Brothers. And also in 1952, photographer Henri Cartier-Bresson's influential photography book, The Decisive Moment, is published in the U.S. and France. So interestingly enough, Henri was a major 20th century photographer credited with developing street photography or the life reportage style in photojournalism, which I'm sure sounds better in French. After trying to learn music, uh, Cartier-Bresson was introduced to oil painting by his uncle Louis, a very gifted painter, but the painting lessons were cut short when Uncle Louis was killed in World War I. He was then drawn to the surreal movements technique of using the subconscious and the immediate to influence the work. When World War II broke out in September of 1939, Cartier-Bresson joined the French army as a corporal in the film and photo unit. And during the Battle of France, he was captured by German soldiers and spent 35 months in a prisoner of war camp uh, doing forced labor under the Nazis. He tried twice and failed to escape from the prison camp and was punished by solitary confinement. His third escape was actually successful, and he hid on a farm in Touraine before getting false papers that allowed him to travel to France. In 1947, after all of that, he was one of the founders of Magnum Photos with Robert Kappa, George Roger, and David Seymour. And then in 1952, Cartier-Bresson published 
the book on this day um, about 126 photos from the East and the West. His cover was actually drawn by uh, Henri Matisse, and he retired in his early in uh, early 1970 from photography. And by 1975, he no longer took any pictures except for the occasional private portrait. And he kept his camera actually locked in a safe in his house and didn't take it out. He returned to drawing, which was um, something that he did as a boy with his uncle, mainly using pencil, pen, and ink, and painting. And he heard, he held his first exhibition of drawings at the Carlton Gallery in New York in 1975 at age 67. So on this day, that wonderful book, The Decisive Movement, was published. And thank you to Henri Cartier-Bresson for a wonderful life well lived. In 1953, on this day, John Patrick's play Tea House of the August Moon premiered in New York. In 1960, laughs and other events closed at the Barrymore Theater after eight performances, which is why nobody knows what that play is. On October 15, 1973, country music artist Dolly Parton releases her single, Jolene, which we all know, and you're probably now singing it in your head. In 1976, Ringo Starr releases the single, A Dose of Rock and Roll. It peaks at 26 in the U.S. and fails to actually chart in the U.K., in 1977, Serpentine Fire is released by Earth, Wind, and Fire. It is the Billboard Song of the Year in 1978. And on October 15, 1988, Amnesty International's Human Rights Now concert ends in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And on October 15, 2000, Larry David's comedy show, Curb Your Enthusiasm, debuts on HBO. Now what's happening around here in Kalamazoo? We have got so much to do, and it's all happening apparently today. So, uh, at 4 p.m. today, there is an informational event at the Kalamazoo Civic Theater. It's about their Penguin Project production, the Rainbow Fish Musical. You can go at 4 p.m., take your student, and learn more about the Penguin Project. Um, it's a special program. You'll meet the directing team, and you can ask questions about um, what happens during this program. Also today at 5.30, Teen Takeover is happening at the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts. If you are a teen, go on down, do some games, some art making, some fun, and there's also food. 7.30 tonight, Legends of the West is happening. The Kalamazoo Concert Band at Chenery Auditorium. They will be playing um, 19th Century Works. That should be a lot of fun. Also at 7.30, the Rocky Horror Picture Show will be presented at Miller Auditorium. And this will be the original Brad. So if you, and I know we've all watched it because it is the longest running film. Barry Bostwick will be actually there for the screening. And if you can't make the 7.30, you can always make the 9 o'clock show, which is actually at the State Theater. And you can see WMU Musical Theater students performing in front of the movie, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. On Sunday at 1 p.m., there is a live salon with Fazil Abdul Allah at the KIA. This is a live performance, and he is um, uh, Abdul Allah will invite the audience to discuss the questions of belonging and community that shapes their practice. He is the Chazen Family Distinguished Chair in Art at the University of Wisconsin. Also on Sunday at 3 p.m., there's a book release and signing party at the Oshtemo Community Center in Oshtemo, uh, over there, 6407 Parkview. The book is called, Queenie, How Do We Save the World? And it's a book about recycling. 
And the author will be there to sign the books, Daphne Len Ben. And this is her first children's book. Also on Sunday at 5 p.m., there's an audition workshop for Raisin in the Sun. So if you are interested in that show and want to learn more about what's happening there and get prepped for the audition, you can go to the Civic Auditorium, 5 p.m. on Sunday. This is also the last weekend for the Kalamazoo Civic Theater's Reader's Theater, Side by Side by Sondheim. So Sunday will be the last time that you can see that show. This is also the last weekend for A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Uh, over there at the Farmer's Alley Theater. In case you have not seen that yet, it is hysterical. There is uh, Jeremy Koch plays eight roles. They're all doomed heirs. Next week, Wednesday, uh, there will be a book discussion at the KIA at 2 p.m. It's uh, The book is called Pretty Boys, and it talks about skincare routines, perfectly styled hair, subtle eyeliner, um, and all of the things that change the way we see gender expression and identity. And then on Thursday at 6 p.m. at the KIA, um, you pay Couture Fantasy. This is the second annual talk at the KIA. And the exhibition originating curator, Jill D'Alessandro, um, will uh, highlight Goupe's work and how that collection is important to uh, not only to fashion, um, but to Asian culture. And ongoing, if you haven't been over to Richmond Center for Visual Arts, they've got a couple of great exhibitions happening there. One entitled We've Only Just Begun, Celebrating a Century of Collecting Art at Western Michigan University, so 100 Years of Art. And then also Karen Bonderchuk's Ergo Sama Crow a Day is also still showing. You can see that at the Richmond Center as well. And then if you happen to be over in Battle Creek, you can check out Gorges, Glens, and Waterfalls. And actually, this is the last weekend to see that work over there at the Davidson Visual and Performing Arts Center at KCC. And that's what's happening in Kalamazoo. When we come back, we'll be talking with Ginger Owens, Director of Photography and Intermedia at Western Michigan University, and a couple of her students about their upcoming exhibition. Creative expression comes in all shapes, styles, and forms. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo invites you to get involved in your local arts scene. Are you an artist, playwright, actor, musician, or photographer? Do you make your living providing creative connections for others? Or do you engage in artistic expression as a way to fulfill a need to express yourself and share your story? The Arts Council wants to hear from you. For as little as $20 a year, you can become a part of the larger community of your artistic peers exploring resources, collaborations, funding opportunities, and more. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. Please visit our website anytime at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. Or stop into our offices inside the Epic Center in downtown Kalamazoo. We can't wait to meet you. This message provided by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. Well, welcome back to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And I am pleased um, to be joined this morning by Ginger Owen. Uh, Mirakami. She is the professor of photography and intermedia at Western Michigan University at the Gwen Frostick School of Art. And she has brought with her two students, Lindsay Meeker, who is a senior BFA photography student, 
and Jessalyn Klein, who is a senior BFA printmaking student. Good morning to all three of you. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, can you tell me what your favorite morning beverage is? Oh, I like a cup of joe. <laughs> okay. Uh, just black coffee? Straight up? Yeah, just straight up black coffee. <laughs> all right, fantastic. What about Lindsay and Jessalyn? What do you guys like? Um, I usually take a cup of coffee with a splash of soy milk. I don't like it quite as black as <laughs> Okay. I'm I'm similar in that aspect. I really love uh, the cold brews. The caffeine is really oh, yeah. really helps out during those uh, those studio classes. All right. That yes, and that that seems to be a theme with our students who come on to the show. That uh, ca- caffeinated anything caffeinated works. Well, good. Oh, well, yeah, welcome that's... and good morning. Um, you two are in Thank a class you. with Ginger. Um, participating in a class project that is culminating in a show for the November Art Hop in which students show their work. So, Ginger, my first question is for you. What's the class, and why is it important for these students to show their work? Sure. At the Glenn Frostick School of Art, um, Bachelors of Fine Arts curriculum is designed for studio art students exposed to business practices within their field. As both life survival, and professional skills. Essentially, students are practicing artists, learning how to make art. Um, For this class, they consider how to expose their creations to communities beyond our institution. Ah, so this is this is a chance to foray out into the world past uh, past the university walls. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, what mediums are going to be in the show? And in either Ginger or one of the students, what, what are we going to see in this show this this uh, coming up this month? Go ahead, Lindsay. Um, so there's going to be quite a different uh, mix of mediums going on. It's a class of students throughout the school, throughout the senior classes, Frostics. So we'll see stuff like photography, printmaking. We have a couple of ceramics and sculpture students, painting, stuff like that. There should be quite a good mix. Most of a metals and jewelry student who I'm really excited to see some of her work because uh, she's been working really hard at a couple of pieces very specifically for this show. Um, it'll it'll be a good mix. And I'm excited to see it. Okay, so it's uh, so I think what you just said was that it's all of the art senior art students um, that are taking this class. So all different mediums. Yeah, it'll yes, be quite. You'll see print printmaking, photography, painting, mm-hmm. ceramics, metals and jewelry, mm-hmm. sculpture. And digital media. Well, it sounds like it'll be a great show. Lindsay or Jessalyn, is this your first professional show? Um, personally, this will not be my first professional show. Um, my first professional show was actually an October art hop back in 2017. Hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I was able to showcase um, some photography of mine at the time. Um, I have since moved on to printmaking as my medium. Um, but I'm really excited because this time around, I'm one of the many artists participating in the show. Um, I'm expecting to learn more about group exhibitions and the audience perspectives on the pieces we've created. Um, being able to show the artwork with our community is really something special. To great, great. So you're, you're, um, uh, what will be different this time around for you from 2017? Yeah, so definitely this time, um, it's a group exhibition, so there's a variety of artists from a variety of media, so we're all coming together and really pulling this show and pulling our best pieces um, from our bodies of work that we've created here at Western. 
Okay. And Lindsay, is this your? Um, will this be your first cool. professional show? Yeah, this will also not be my first, my first mm-hmm. professional show. This will actually, by the time it happens, will be my sixth, mm-hmm. um, with, including one of those being something that I curated, hung, and exhibited in. Um, my first professional show was actually my freshman year of college uh, in 2019. Um, I exhibited in a hometown exhibition at the historic Charlton Park in Barry County. They do uh, a yearly exhibition type of thing. In that. And I actually won fourth place on one of my pieces. So I, I got a little oh, wow. reward. It was super, uh, super fun. Um, this time it'll be different because I'm actually putting, selling my work, putting a price on it, uh, which I've not done before in a show. So that'll be interesting to experiment to see how people react to my work. I'm also putting in a very different type of work, a different type of photography than I used to take. So that'll be interesting to uh, showcase and see how people like it. Okay, so that, yeah, sounds like uh, you're kind of taking it to the next level, which I think is yeah. part of the uh, point of this show and the class is to, to yeah. uh, kind of extend yourself a little bit. Um, are you looking to go into art as a career? I am, yes. My overall goal uh, is probably to work with people in a professional setting, probably in a studio looking somewhere to go into one of the art hubs here in the U.S., maybe abroad somewhere. But definitely working with people, either in the modeling or fashion industry. I just I love working with human emotion, human expression, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun for me. Okay, so taking your photography and actually extending it then into the fashion industry sounds like or modeling industry. Yeah, something like that. And I'm also you know completely open to whatever comes my way. So sure. Well, no, and that's a good thing to 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 be because I think if I talk to you five years from now. Yeah. Yes, you will have had lots of experiences. Um, what about you, Jessalyn? Are oh, you- yeah, I am, I'm definitely excited to go into art as my career. Um, Kalamazoo is such an artistic community here, um, and so many opportunities have opened up, and my background is mostly in education and art education, so I'm excited to really investigate areas of teaching at different art institutes or creating curriculum um, to collaborate with public schools um, on advancing their art education programs. Okay. So you're looking more uh, in the arts education. That's great. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, definitely um, a good career, a noble career, and uh, um, a lot of fun as well. Ginger, uh, this class... We talked about it um, before. This is about collaborating with community. Uh, these students are seniors. They're taking their next step. They're they're doing a culminating show. Why do you think this is so important? Um, the two students that you brought with you today obviously have already have a lot of community connection and have done some community work, but why do you think it's important to continue that in the classroom? Well, first and foremost, as a practicing artist, I've long been an advocate of collaboration. Um, We all know going it alone is a difficult and lonely path for an artist. In my life experiences, I've recognized that artists working together and with their community can accomplish much more in a shorter period of time. And my goals as an educator to share share with my students uh, my experiences of real-world scenarios. So uh, this goes along with the educational goals of the class. Right. So, Jessalyn and and Lindsay, um, I'm going to ask you the same question. Why do you think it's important to collaborate with community? So growing up in Kalamazoo, I definitely think it really brings 
uh, the community together. I believe that art is something that all of us can identify with, and it's something that one of us can really bring our own perspectives to and have uh, commonalities with. Um, and also we can share our differences and come together with art. So um, growing up here, it's just been, it's been really beautiful to see that evolve over time and being a part of the artistic community here. It's really, it's really been beautiful. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so uh, we have not talked about when the show is, where the show is, or if uh, we did talk a little bit uh, about um, work being for sale. Um, so when is the show? Um, the exhibit will be held during the month of November at the Western Gallery of the Epic Center and the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, located on Kalamazoo Mall. Um, the Art Hop Reception Night is Friday, November 4th from 5 to 8 p.m. And uh, so, so we hope that folks will come out to uh, see the students' work. Yes. And, and um, I, I, you know, the students will need to speak to the sale of their work. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, too, how, how many people are selling their work or whatnot. I know I'm planning on Mind, Jesse, are you planning on selling some of yours? Or there's a couple prints that I will be featuring that will be um, that will have prints available. Okay, so both of you will have something available for sale, and I'm sure that there will be other students as well with work for sale. So again, Art Hop for November which is November 4th from 5 to 8 p.m. That's the reception, but the work's going to be showing all month for the month of November, and you can come down and see it. We hope you'll, that you'll make it to Art Hop on November 4th. I've been speaking with Ginger Owen, the professor of photography and intermedia at Western Michigan University at the Gwen Frostick School of Art, along with her students, Lindsay Minker, who is a senior BFA photography student, and Jessalyn Klein, a senior BFA printmaking student. Thank you so much, uh, ladies, for your time today. I'm very excited about the prospect of the show. And thank you, Ginger, for all that you do in the community for our up-and-coming artists. Yes, uh, I hope to see folks there. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Kalamazoo is rich in arts and culture. Our commercial, educational, and creative economies thrive when our community has spaces and places to connect and outlets for creative expression. The arts improve individual well-being, drives tourism, sparks creativity, and strengthens our bonds. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo provides support and resources to artists and art organizations throughout Kalamazoo County. We rely heavily on grants and donations to ensure a healthy, creative community. A donation to the Art Council provides 650 opportunities each year to artists through our programming, as well as almost $200,000 in direct support through our grant programs and sponsorships. Visit the donate page today at KalamazooArts.org. That's KalamazooArts.org. Help us amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe.